episode of the NASDAQ Index where my friend Camden and I, my name's Nathaniel by the way, discuss basketball cards and basketball in general and um, just see, try to invest some money and see what we can do with it. How are you doing today, Camden? I'm doing great. Nice. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about some NBA news and uh, the NBA is getting started tonight. We're recording on the evening of the first games. Uh, I think the Bucks are about to beat the Nets. Um, and then we're going to discuss the Southeast Division. Yeah, and this this episode, we'll, we'll probably break up the uh, division here a little bit into a couple different episodes. Yeah, I think the Hawks themselves are interesting enough to require some time. So I There's a lot of interesting young players on that team, yes. I know that everyone wants to listen to us for two hours minimum, but we're not <laughs> going to give it to them. Sorry. <laughs> give the people what they want, Nathaniel. <laughs> As Jalen Rose says. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quickly reprise kind of the premise of this podcast since we're still new and all of our abundance of new listeners may not have listened to all the episodes. So we... Camden and I got kind of into basketball cards in the last couple of years for, for the second time. Obviously, we were both interested in them as kids in the 90s. Um, and then we, but as we've listened to podcasts, a lot of them are just like, buy this PSA 10 card for $20,000. And neither of us quite have the budget to do that. So we thought it'd be fun to do more of a um, budget kind of show where we determine like some set amount of money maybe a thousand dollars which is still still substantial but not crazy and see what we can do with it yeah and uh we've got a new goal as well can you tell our listeners about this goal yeah we're gonna try to pay for our league pass subscription for this year so that's (laughs) that's right 250 dollars is what we're gonna try to earn with our smart investing and we'll see if that's possible that would be a 25 percent return on our money that we've set out so that'd be pretty good i don't know but we will give it a shot for sure you know in business sometimes they talk about multiples this isn't a multiple it's not like 3x or anything no we're going for 0.25x <laughs> hey i'd be pretty happy with that we're yeah we're newbies <laughs> here and we don't have crazy <laughs> capital to throw around nope all right So one quick thing from last episode that I just felt the need to tie a loose end on. I mentioned that I had heard people say Isaac Okoro, um, but also Isaac Okoro. And I wanted to say it properly because I sort of get frustrated when people say names wrong all the time. I looked it up. It's just Isaac. I don't know why I heard it pronounced a different way from somebody, but just Isaac Okoro. All right. Well, thanks for that clarification, Nathaniel. (laughs) It was critical that I get that in there at the top of the podcast. It's important. Yes. All right. We, shall we, we love discuss, accuracy. Uh, shall we discuss some NBA news? Let's do it. Let's tip it off with some NBA news. Uh, so I guess our, our friend Ben Simmons, who I think we've probably talked about in every episode, got <laughs> kicked out of practice today or yesterday and suspended for game one. So the reunion between the Sixers and Simmons is going great. Practice? Why are you talking about practice? <laughs> I hope you can never do that impression again. That was terrible. <laughs> Ooh, quick uh, suggestion, though. Have you ever heard of the show uh, Ted Lasso? No. 
It, it's on Apple TV, which I have because my wife bought a new Apple laptop. But anyway, um, it's really good. But there's a whole scene in there where they just word for word quote the the practice speech by Iverson, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like this little nugget for nerdy NBA fans, and everyone else probably wonders what's going on. But like us, he does like the whole speech in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the episode. It's amazing. You can watch little, YouTube cl- clips of it lined up side by side. It's pretty great. Little soliloquy. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, so I don't know that this changes anything with Ben Simmons other than makes it seem more likely to me that this is just about him getting paid but that he's not actually going to do anything other than maybe a Harden kind of uh, playing horribly until they have to trade him kind of situation. Well, I didn't take pictures on Instagram of him in foreign lands having fun while he was supposed to be reporting to, to to training yeah, camp yeah he that's true although he's from a foreign land so maybe that's was true. he not in australia um next thing i saw i just saw this come across the news i thought this was interesting i guess the kings are not going to play marvin bagley um wow this uh that bagley pick works looks worse and worse doesn't it <laughs> i mean it was already a disaster but this is just they're apparently angry at him for being so terrible so they're not even going to play him you know, I, I, I've heard buzz about people saying, is this, you know, is this the breakout year for Marvin Bagley? It seems like we're getting the answer pretty early in the year. Yeah, I mean, unless there's a trade, but I mean, I just don't think he's very good, so I don't think a breakout's going to happen. But anyway, I was surprised to hear this. I thought they would at least let him be their seventh man, offense off the bench kind of guy who plays no defense, but guess not. I, um, I don't think that's too significant in the terms of basketball cards, at least for me. I don't think I was going to be going on Marvin Bagley. Next up, though, we got a bunch of contract extensions and probably more interestingly, non-contract extensions. So from the 2018 rookie class, those guys, which is that awesome class with Luca and Trey and Marvin Bagley. Oh, whoops. But uh, so a bunch of them got contract extensions. Doncic, Trey, SGA, Porter Jr., Triple J, Michael Bridges, um, Red Velvet, um, Wendell Carter, Time Lord, Landry Shamit, Grayson Allen. So I don't think there's too much to say there, other than maybe the uh, Jaron Jackson one's kind of interesting to me. Seems like they're they still believe, and he's still they're hoping he can be their second best player. I still believe. Yeah, we'll, Dri- we'll get Dri- there. Jay? Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Um, But the ones who didn't get extensions are more interesting. DeAndre Ayton, probably the most shocking. That's Uh, pretty shocking. Yeah. Colin Sexton, Miles Bridges, Mo Bamba, Marvin Bagley, of course, and Dante DiVincenzo. So I guess in terms of the hobby, I guess we talked about Sexton last week. That's kind of interesting that they weren't ready to commit what he was asking for. And I'm, a, I'm surprised about Miles Bridges. He had such a good year last year. I, I would have thought he was kind of a core piece for them. Well, it certainly seemed like it, but I guess they don't have him in their long-term plans, Yeah, at least not for what he was asking for. Yeah, and we'll be talking about him maybe not this episode, but in the next one, so we can revisit that. And speaking of guys we'll talk about next time, Mo Bamba is a little bit interesting to me that they gave money to Carter and not to Bamba. That may be kind of uh, telegraphing their plans there. Well, I th- I personally think Wendell Carter Jr. is probably better. <laughs> so yeah. that makes sense. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. So I think that's it for news. 
All right, so we have the steal of the week. Oh, man, do I need to pull up an email? Yeah, you got to pull up the card that I sent you by email. And uh, so I'm going for the alley-oop here. Okay. Hope you don't block my shot again. Okay, I'll, I'll try to describe the glories that I behold. All right, so I'm opening up an eBay. I see... I see a bright yellow or bright gold, I suppose it's supposed to be, card that's clashing with the blue of the Orlando Magic jersey. <laughs> it's uh, Nikola Vucevic and his probably like eighth He's year. He's on your team. <laughs> yeah, and I'm always looking for those eighth year cards of players. Hey, this it's, is a 7 out of 10. It's, I mean. yeah, there are only 10 of this meaningless card in the world. <laughs> um, let's see, what can I say about it? I don't, it's got kind of some kind of fish scale sort of thing going on. It's a optic card, which the person describes as contenders optics so they couldn't even bother to label it correctly <laughs> which shows probably what they expected it's nice and out of focus so i appreciate that uh let's see let's look at the back oh no we get a slightly different angle on the second picture on the back i see the seven of ten i see the thing that says prism but doesn't tell me what in the world kind of prism as panini is wont to do um but <laughs> I mean, right now it's going for $3.25. So. Well, there's still three days left on the auction, <laughs> almost four days. At the moment, I'm not opposed, but uh, I'm also, <laughs> I just have to ask why. <laughs> He's on your team. I mean, he could be the second best player. The, you know, the Bulls are interesting. I mean, what number player is he on the team? I mean, he's not as good as Levine. That's a good question. But, he's probably, yeah. yeah, it's hard. He's probably... I would say he's better than DeRozan, and it's hard to say Lonzo's such a different player. I guess I hope that Lonzo's a better player, but probably in reality, Busevich is a better player. And the real answer is Patrick Williams is a better player, but that, <laughs> that's just in my head. Well, you do have three people who have made the all-star team on that, on, on that squad now. And, and Busevich is one of them, and Lonzo is not, although I'm hopeful that maybe he could make an Ulster team or two at some point. I would like that. All right, we already talked about the Bulls, but I, I was I was appropriately entertained by this card and, and its <laughs> poor description. Um, so good old... Uh, and I guess I won't say the eBay user. Never mind. I was going to call right. him out. <laughs> That's cold, though. All right. That is cold. Shall we discuss the Southeast Division? Let's, uh, let's do that, yeah. And what about... Uh, um, I guess you blocked my shot again. I'm still trying. I'm trying. I'm uh, trying. I feel like I'm but, probably going to end up being the Mutombo of this podcast, but we'll see. <laughs> All, right, All right. So we're going to talk Division. about Trey Young. And my first point that I want to make with Trey Young is that, Camden, you have got to learn how to spell his name. You keep putting T-R-E into our little <laughs> Hey, why are you calling me out in front of our, our, our legions of listeners? Because I'm hoping shame can motivate you to change. <laughs> Something's got to because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> Which may say a few things about me and my uh, OCD, but T-R-A-E to the crowd. All right. Well, it's not T-R-E. It's T-R-A-E. I've learned my lesson now that you called me out and, you know, in public. Yeah. No one else is looking at our rundown, so there's no way I could shame you other than saying it out loud. <laughs> so Trey was from the 2018 rookie class. Um, he was traded for Luka Doncic. I think Doncic was the third pick and he was the fifth pick. Um, I, so I don't know if the Hawks regret that trade. I feel like they should, but they probably would never say that. 
Um, but Trey Young's PSA 10 prisms go for around 250 to $280 at the moment. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on him? Then I'll circle back. I really think he's an excellent player. He's a little bit of a villain in some ways, um, and I think part of it is the way that he manipulates the rules in order to get to the line more often. And uh, that's a good segue into uh, some rule changes that the NBA is trying to um, – well, not trying to. They are instituting some rule changes. And uh, do you think that Trey might possibly be a target for those rule changes, Nathaniel? Um, definitely. I think him and Harden and even Steph Curry to some extent, uh, who – what is it? They call it a non-basketball move, like when they suddenly – jump sideways or jump backwards uh things that just don't look natural on a basketball court and these are part of the lurch into a defender (laughs) right which is something that's happened in basketball forever but they've taken it to a new level of like jumping left and backwards to run into the player who's behind them like uh it it does look funny when you watch it on a basketball game and trey is probably the best at looking funny doing these moves um (laughs) But, I mean, it's been effective to this point. It, you know, it, I don't like it as a viewer, but I, I get it. It's been smart. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think he's creative and good enough that it's not going to substantially affect him. I have to admit that I've been a Trey Young hater in the past. I, I struggle. You're going to find in these podcasts that players who don't play any defense, I, I tend to maybe overrate that and dislike them for that. And he definitely does not play any defense. But I also thought, he wasn't a player who you could really win with. And so I, I guess I have to take that back. They made it to the conference finals last year. Um, he was a big part of that. He, if anything, he was better in the playoffs. He's a really good passer. I, I really dislike. So one, a pet peeve of mine is people like to compare him to Steph Curry. He is in no way Steph Curry. He's, he's just not that kind of three point shooter. He's was 34% on threes last year. He's never had a great three point percentage. He's more of a, who is he more like? Maybe like uh, James Harden, really. Like he, he puts up a lot of threes and difficult threes at that, but he's a great passer, great offensive, creative player, um, but but not that kind of shooter. Yeah, he's been hovering around the mid-30s for his uh, three-point percentage for the last couple of years. He attempts a whole bunch. I mean, six this last year, nine-and-a-half three-pointer attempts uh, two years ago. That, that, that was the year that he – made the all-star team. Yeah, I mean, he's really a good player, but uh, there's some flaws there too, defense obviously. Uh, 23 PER though, that's pretty high. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, that's great. Yeah, he's a, offensively, I can't really knock him for much. I mean, it'd be great if he could get his three-point percentage up a little bit. Um, but other than that, I mean, he really is a fantastic passer, which is something I enjoy in basketball. So got to give him props for that. And I, I kind of like the villain thing you were talking about, like the new Reggie Miller. I like that taking on the bad guy role. That's pretty cool. Uh, I actually think like when you compare him to Luka Doncic, I think you know I think Doncic is a much better player. But it's surprising the difference in prices to me with how famous and popular Trey Young is. So honestly, I think there's a chance, despite all of my feelings about Trey Young, I, I think there's a chance he's a a good option for us to invest in. We haven't got to Doncic yet, but I think his comparable card is probably 
a thousand dollars at least. Doncic is not in our price range for cards that are truly meaningful. <laughs> so yeah, I agree that Trey is a more possible investment for for us. Um, you know, it's it'll it's interesting to see. I don't know that the new rule will affect him that much. I I actually support the new rule. I think that'll make the game more exciting and aesthetically better. When you got people doing all kinds of you know contorting their body in weird ways in order to draw a foul, you know, Harden's definitely a flopper. I I think he's worse than <laughs> Trey Young as far as just just being dirty. He at one point. Uh, did you ever see the play where he jumped on the back of Michael Carter Williams? He literally jumped on his back, and guess who got the foul? Well, Michael Carter Williams shouldn't have been there. That was <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with he, you. He just jumped on him and he and, <laughs> and made him just flop over. It was ridiculous. I mean, he's kind of a for he's better dirty. or for worse. He's a basketball savant, but we'll see what he does with the changes. Yeah, I no. James Harden is strangely like one of the best offensive players of all time, like probably top 10 all time offensive player and one of the least enjoyable to watch players I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Although I will say the Nets version is interesting where he's more of a point guard. But anyway, I think we need to move on to John Collins. Well, what one, do you think one about other, that? One, okay. Yeah, definitely. But one other point about Trey, uh, you know, he, to speaking of dirty plays, I mean, Trey's got this thing where he, he'll run around the defender and then he'll stop as they're trying to catch up with him, basically. And he'll almost jump backwards into them as he's shooting, you know, and it gets them to the line all the time. Yeah, and I hate it. But the, <laughs> I think the just stopping, I was listening to a podcast about this, the just stopping is a legal basketball move, and he'll keep getting calls for that. But the jumping backwards, not as much. I, I think it'll Fair. maybe his free throws will drop down, you know, 10% or something. But I don't see a dramatic change there i think he's he's just an effective player and he'll figure out how to be effective and what with whatever the new rules are yeah that's fair i i don't mind the new rules if they make the game more aesthetically pleasing and i'm all for that yeah i'm with you there all right so john collins yeah john collins is from the 2017 rookie class with tatum and mitchell and bam probably one of the more underlooked guys from that class who's who's a really good player uh, his psa 10s of his prism are going for just 35 to 55 dollars um i he shot 40 percent on threes last year he had a 61 percent effective field goal percentage i do worry a little bit that this team is so balanced that he's kind of being pigeonholed into a more role not role player but he's just sort of gonna fit in among all these solid players like his points per game went down last year from 21.6 the prior year to 17.6 last year yeah it did go down his points per game he only played 29 minutes a game which i i feel like most quote-unquote star players are more like 33 34 minutes a game he's not a great defender so i think that hurts him to some extent it's hard to do like a small ball lineup with him as the five um but Again, like Trey, he kind of rose up in the playoffs and was doing some of the dirty work, rebounding and such that he hasn't been known for in the past. Um, so I, I had a I had a really cool card of him that I sold off recently because I decided, man, I don't think this investment's really going anywhere. Let's try to make this a little bit of profit. I had a encased autographed rookie of him hmm. from the set encased, which I really liked. That's cool. But but I made my you know. 
$20 profit on it and got out from under it. But I don't know. Now I'm having some regrets at, about that looking at his stats. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I like about John Collins is that uh, he's a little bit of a troll towards uh, the biggest troll of them all, Trollwell Embiid. Uh, so they've got a beef that's been going back and forth, and John Collins is uh, not as good of a player, but I feel like he's enough in the ballpark that he, he can have a beef and you know kind of move up a little bit, and it's, it, it still makes sense. I think he's responsible uh, making T-shirts of himself dunking on Embiid, and you can actually Google this and uh, buy a T-shirt or even a hoodie of John Collins. <laughs> Well, it's even cooler than that because he did the dunk in game six, I think, against the Sixers and then wore that T-shirt in, in the press conference <laughs> of game seven. Like, he had it made so fast. <laughs> and like, you can buy it. It's 20 bucks. I guess it's like almost 40 for the hoodie. you a John we, Collins fan. Should we buy the T-shirt and try to flip it in a few months? <laughs> Do they grade T-shirts? I, uh, you know, you could send it to PSA and... And they'll send it right back. Well, yeah. it, they'll send it right back in a couple years. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think John Collins is really good. I imagine as we go through this whole exercise and are picking, you know, at some point we're going to have to limit how many players we're interested in and tracking. So I kind of think he's going to get bumped just because I don't see the upside. But I think he's really good and, and a smart investment probably. I just don't know that he's the one that's going to get us our 25% return we're looking for. Yeah, fair enough. I I like him, um, and uh, I would I would actually buy one of those T-shirts. That sounds pretty fun. But I'm not necessarily um, a big John Collins guy. I just think that, the, that it was awesome what he did. Right. Well, and we should mention he signed a big contract extension. So apparently the the um, Hawks are in on him. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's gonna get go back up to his 22 points a game, and we'll see. All right, let's move on to my my boy from this list, DeAndre Hunter. I mentioned him in our predictions episode as my most improved player. Um, he's from the 2019 class, so he's in the in the junk wax era here. Um, his Prism PSA 10 is going for 30 to 45 dollars. Um, he really took a step up last year. I, I'm not going to go over all the things that I talked about in the last episode, but he shot 48% from the field, 86% from the line, only 33% from three, but based on that free throw percentage, I kind of expect his three-point percentage to go up in time. He averaged 15 points, five rebounds, two assists. He did have a lot of injuries last year, um, so that's a concern for sure, but he's also a really good defender, and he kind of, more than a lot of guys on these this team, I feel like he has a spot. Like, he's their three, unless you really think Cam Reddish is going to overtake him, which I don't. I, I think he's their their wing and their best option for that for the next 10 years. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in on DeAndre Hunter. I, I think he's really good, and he's going to get more playing time, I believe. I believe he's going to start. He was starting before he got injured. Now, that said, I think that, you know, the other four starters, Ice Trey, John Collins, um, Bogdanovich, and Capella, I think they all really have their spots solidified. And I'm a little bit less sure with DeAndre. I think he is going to start. But, you know, there's also Red Velvet and uh, the Rooster. You know, Gallinari, he's actually the second highest paid player behind 
Collins for right now. That's for for this year. Uh, Trey is going to make a ton more than those guys starting next year. But uh, I, I think it's it's just interesting that you know Gallo is really getting as much money as he is, and also Cam Radish, who I don't think would would overtake him. But you know, I, I think there's reason to believe that his starting status is a little more in question than the other starters on the Hawks. I could see that. I do think unless they want to be the Bulls, I think they're going to need some defense because you've got negative defenders and Trey Collins and Bogdanovich. Uh, Capella is a great defender, obviously, but he's your interior defender. So if you if you want someone on the wing to be that stopper when you have a James Harden or a Zach Levine or whatever, it's not going to be Trey Young. It's not going to be Bogdanovich. So and it's not going to be Kevin Herter. Uh, maybe Cam Reddish could get there, but he hasn't shown that in the past. So I'm actually pretty confident that Hunter, if he's not hurt, that's actually my bigger concern. But if he's healthy, I, I, I'm You'll confident he's the start. starter. Yeah, and he was a starter uh, last year and the year before too. So, so I'm I'm pretty much with you, and I I'm excited about him as well for sure. And I think he averaged the same number of minutes as Collins last year. So it looked it looked to me like they were playing him like a starter, giving him starter minutes. Then again, Reddish was terrible until the playoffs, so maybe if Reddish, if playoff Reddish is real, well, it's really just like one or two games in the playoffs where Reddish all of a sudden became real. But if that guy comes into play, then that could be a wrench in this. But um, shall we, we teased in our last episode that we made our first purchase, our first investment for this podcast. I don't know. It's going to be shocking who it is, but shall we <laughs> discuss that? Let's do it. So we bought a DeAndre Hunter 2019 Select Silver PSA 9, the number 40 Select, so the concourse, um, for about $30, including shipping. So it's a pop of 85 in the whole world, PSA 9s. Um, For a comparison, his Silver Prism uh, PSA 9, there's 743 of them. Um, there's only 31 graded higher in the world, 31 PSA 10s versus there's 746 silver prism PSA 10s. Um, the prism goes for a little bit more. Anyway, we felt like it was a good buy. We think, you know, if Hunter pops like we expect him to, we could easily sell the card for, you know, $50. And with what eBay takes, that's a good, you know, 50% return on the card. Um, so I, I, we were pretty excited about this purchase. We texted yeah. back and forth and agreed on it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm excited we've made our first purchase. It is De- DeAndre Hunter, and we're rolling with him and, and just uh, rooting for him and mo- you know, definitely hoping he stays healthy this year for sure because I think if he stays healthy, he's going to just do an amazing job this year. I think so too. One more thing. As a prism hater, will you do something for me? Can you look on eBay (laughs) at what his silver prism looks like and see if you think it looks anywhere as good as the card we bought? All right. I would just like your your opinion about that because I was looking at it and I almost threw up, but I fortunately was (laughs) able to hold it in. All right. So (laughs) keep talking here. Okay. Let me let me look this up. Start moving on to Bogdan Bogdanovich. Well. And do you have a bag there or something? Because I don't want you to make a mess. <laughs> you know, I actually, uh, I hate to break it to you, but but I think his silver prism actually looks pretty good too. Do you think it looks uh, better? No, I didn't say it looked better okay. than, than what we bought. But, you know, I like it. All right. I'm not a prism hater like you, though. And, boy, this one's, 
this card is going for they're asking 250 for this one it's a PSA 10 uh, rookie DeAndre Hunter silver prism 250 well the the 10 that is a whole different but 10 is a whole different ball park we were looking at nine true all right so Bogdan Bogdanovich he's from the same class as John Collins 2017 um, he doesn't have a prism rookie as far as I could tell uh, so I had to look up his select PSA 10 which is going for twenty dollars so pretty great deal isn't it, there isn't it Bogdan Bogdanovich what did I say uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, a lot of people say Bogdanovich, but you know, at least according to Basketball Reference, it's uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, okay, Bogdan. Instead, of, I was saying Bogdan. I think a lot of people kind of uh, anglicize it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank yeah. you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, he was pretty great last year. Forty-four percent on three-pointers, which is pretty incredible. For I, I assume he took quite a few of them. Um, he was pretty close to being a 50, 40, 90 guy. He's 29 years old. Um, his cards, I mean, obviously with his PSA 10 going for 20 bucks on his select, his cards obviously, um, are not super expensive. I don't, I don't know. Is that going to change? He was, I guess he was hurt in the playoffs, so he didn't have a chance to shine and change his hobby status. But I kind of just feel like he's one of those guys who, the hobby isn't interested in for whatever reason, despite being a, a pretty great player. Well, he's an amazing three-point shooter. I mean, he over 47% last year, uh, 3.3 threes per game. Uh, he, attempts, he attempts almost eight. You know, it kind of tells you a little bit what, what kind of player he is there. Uh, he's kind of a specialist. His free throw percentage is through the roof. It's over 90%, almost 91 yeah, that's just, you know, he scores over 16 a game last year. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is those threes. That's that's most of what he what he does. He actually, though, um, like compared to uh, J.J. Redick or something, he, he does yeah. play with the ball in his hands some, though. Like he's a, he's a more fun, not that three-point specialists aren't fun, but he doesn't, when I've watched him, he doesn't strike me as just a three-point specialist. He also has a lot of swag out there. Like he's... Uh, I don't know. He's got personality for days and a lot of confidence. So I actually really enjoy watching him. Um, I don't expect to be pushing an agenda to buy his cards, but I, I think he's undervalued for sure. Yeah, I mean, you said you said it. Not a ton of hobby attention, but uh, I mean, he really was close to that 50-40-90 club last year. Uh, the the one that's low really is the just the regular field goal percentage. Right. But um, even that wasn't way over terrible, was it? Wasn't it? He's way over 40 for three. Yeah, and 47% on field goals. So, I mean, reasonably close there. Yeah, um, yeah he's really good. Um, but I think we can move on. Yeah, Clint, Clint Capella. Yeah, we'll do this one fast. I think he's actually an amazing player, but um, he is. he's sort yeah. of a worse for or a, the hobby, I think, is even less interested in him than... Um, Bogdanovich. He's from the 2014 class, so his rookies are rarer. In fact, I couldn't find enough graded rookies to really include that. He doesn't have a prism rookie like Bogdanovich. Um, his select was going from $1 to $10 raw. He, I mean, when I looked at his stats, it kind of blew me away. He scored 15 points a game. Would you have guessed he scored that much last year? Um, it doesn't surprise me really, you know, and the, the 14 rebounds, 14 rebounds, game, that had crazy. to be what, like, yeah, was crazy. that, did that lead the NBA? Must've been close. 
that's, that's very high. Yeah, two blocks. not too many that get more than that. 24 PER. I mean, everything in terms of his stats, he was fantastic last year. He's basically just a lob threat and a great and amazing defender. Um, but he's kind of the perfect player for this team. Um, yeah, he's a very valuable player um, for sure. 15 points a game on top of everything else that he does. Yeah, he's, you know, extremely valuable. You know, if you need a three-point shooter, you know, a stretch a stretch big, he's not it. Right. I think <laughs> they have enough of, of those, though. Yeah. I wonder how That's old true. he is. He can't be that old. Uh, I'm looking it see. up right now. You can. He's 27, so, wow, he's still still in his prime. Yep, anyway, I don't, I don't think we'll buy any of his cards, but uh, fantasy basketball, go get him. He's fantasy, fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Go get him in fantasy basketball. Ooh, we had a draft together the other day, Cameron. We should discuss that on a future episode. <laughs> yes, we could. I'm going to kick your butt in that like I have the last two years. <laughs> in my head, that's what happened, at least. Yeah, that you won both <laughs> the, the past couple years. I didn't I win, that, but I had a better regular season record, which that's all you can control, right? That's no, what I tell myself. <laughs> you would tell yourself that. So Cam Reddish. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Reddish guy, so I didn't look up a ton on him. He's from the same class as DeAndre Hunter. I think he's the he and um, Trey Young together are what the Luka Doncic trade created. So he's the extra piece that got the Mavericks Luka. Um, his PSA 10 from 2019 of his prism goes for 35 to $55, which is more expensive than Hunter. He shot 26% from three last year. Yeah. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. He's really, really bad, really big. Like he's got a body that makes you think he could be a great wing. Eventually he had some great games in the playoffs, but all the evidence kind of shows him to be an underwhelming NBA player. And same in college when he played with Zion and um, R.J. Barrett. He was clearly the not the alpha in that room. So I, I don't know. I don't see it in this crowded team. I think he's going to go back to being a you know somewhat useful bench player who probably doesn't get a contract extension. His field goal percentage is only 36%. And like we said, 26 from three, that's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I, he's not somebody that I would invest in. Yeah, I mean, I think I want to hold out. There is, I think, a lot of upside. He does have a lot of tools, but I, he hasn't shown enough. So I don't think we're going to be risking it all on Cam Radish because I, I just believe in a lot of other players on this team better. Right. Do you think more of uh, this, our next player, Kevin Herter? Uh, just got a contract extension. He's from the 2018 rookie class with Luca. His prism PSA 10 goes for 20 to 50 dollars. Um, you know he's a really good, interesting offensive player. Kind of a sort of a different version of Bogdanovich or Bogdanovich in some ways. Um, but I think he's a bench player and will remain so. So I, I don't think he's my guy. Yeah, that's fair. You know if you need cheap threes here's some good advice for fantasy basketball if you need cheap threes i think he's an option but uh, not a lot of hobby upside agreed yeah. next to their the hawks last high draft pick they're probably going to have for a while since they've really improved um last year they drafted i think with like the maybe the sixth pick they got on Okongwu. he's a big man center power forward type he's not super tall but he he plays like a big man for sure um Again, he's from last year's class, so there aren't a lot of graded cards for him, but his raw prism's going for one to three dollars. 
he really showed a lot defensively in the playoffs particularly he was injured for a lot of last year um but he doesn't offer a lot offensively at this point i think he's going to be a good real life nba player probably a good fantasy nba player eventually but um i don't see the hobby clamoring for him yeah he didn't really play much but i mean his per 36 numbers to me kind of say he is potentially kind of like capella um you know, 13.7 points per 36 now usually a star player doesn't quite get to 36 per, you know per game but i mean two blocks 1.4 steals uh almost 10 rebounds this is all per 36 numbers and he doesn't shoot threes or at least barely so yeah i just think that it's he he could end up being a, a decent player kind of along the lines of Clint capella at some point yeah, that's kind of his upside. So maybe eight years from now, his raw prism goes from three dollars to eight dollars, but that's not gonna. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm underselling him, but I, I think he's more of a. Like I said, I think he's a a real life effective player, but not great for the hobby here. You included on the list uh, Sweet Lou Williams and Danilo Gallinari. I I disagree that we need to discuss them, but if you have anything well, to say, go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that you're gonna leave out Lemon Pepper Lou. <laughs> I am going to leave him. Why would you not discuss Lemon Pepper Lou, Nathaniel? I mean, Magic City. You know, he went there for the wings, though, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's what he said. So um, They've got some great wings. And the rooster. What? They've got great wings. (laughs) Do you know from personal experience, Nathaniel, Magic City? JK, I just thought it would be fun to suggest (laughs) that I had experience. I I do not. All right, we can move on to the rooster. Um, Do we have to do that? Yeah, well, he's the second highest paid player on this team this I, year. I'm guessing there are some regrets about that. He he <laughs> looked really old last year. He he has his moments where he gets I, or lightning hot, lightning hot. I don't think that's a saying. White hot, um, but he has other moments when he looks like a big man who's washed up and can't move anymore. And I don't foresee that getting better as he ages. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to add. I just thought that be fun to talk about the rooster and lemon pepper lou that's it so okay. well that's all right you got a couple minutes, rookies though right that's two minutes we're never going to get back but <laughs> uh i think you're going to find in this podcast that we kind of suck at the rookie discussion because i i don't watch college basketball do you camden no and i also don't tend to invest in rookies as rookies because they're so expensive when things first start out speaking of which i was just looking there's this new panini set chronicles basketball or like uh, draft picks so it's all college players their cards are going for this crazy amount of money that's so absurd like a month from now it's going to be five percent of that people are so dumb Uh, (laughs) that's how i went over listeners by calling people dumb who are potentially (laughs) buying those cards but anyway jalen johnson i've heard a lot of good things about sharif cooper is supposed to be a really special passer his shot is apparently very janky but maybe they can fix that um but I don't know too much beyond that. That's why they call him Janky Shot Sharif. <laughs> That's an awkward uh, nickname they've given him. I guess nobody really calls him that. We're going to on this podcast, though. <laughs> if we ever mention him again. I think it's time to move on to the Heat. Or actually, uh, we're going to talk about the Wizards. Yeah, we're going to skip down to the Wizards, and then I think we're going to call it after them, just because the Hawks, we had a lot to say about. Yeah. All right, so the Wizards, the Wizards. Um, there's this one obvious player to discuss about and then lots of sort of interesting players. Bradley Beal is their star. 
um, who apparently just wants to stay there forever. He's never asked to be traded to this point. He's from that iconic 2012 set, iconic to those who love Prism. Um, his PSA 10 goes for from 360 to $500, which is actually more than I expected. I feel like um, Bradley Beal usually gets kind of overlooked. <clears throat> I didn't even really look up his stats because he's just great. Um, second leading scorer, I think, for the last two years. Uh, I could be wrong about that. Definitely last year. Um, 31 points a game. Yeah. Uh, great shooter. He was working on extending his range to try to have more of a um, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry kind of threat to his shot. So we'll see if that translates to the regular season. Um, I find him, like, I kind of really like watching him. He's got a great smile. Uh, seems like he gets along well with people. Um, he... You know, I don't know if this vaccination thing is going to affect his play at all. At this point, it seems like it's not affecting road players, and D.C. hasn't made rules forbidding him from playing, but that is a risk with him, I guess. Yeah, that's a, a risk, but it's not like Kyrie where it's definitely a problem already, you know, that just needs to be resolved. This this one could potentially be a problem later if they institute more rules. So I wouldn't uh, worry about that one necessarily just yet. Yeah. And yeah, 360 to 500 for the PSA 10. Now, of course, it's a PSA 10, but yeah, that's a pretty expensive card there for his rookie. I think some of it, like I wonder if we'd looked at other comps. I'm guessing that Prism set is particularly um, hot because it's the first Prism set. It's more rare. So I wonder, like... I'm a little bit like the 86 Fleer. Yeah. Not, you know, not to the same extent, but... Yeah, it has some cachet. Just anyone from that set, like probably... The Draymond Green would surprise us what it goes for. Not that I think Draymond Green is great, but his cards usually aren't worth a ton. But because um, in the past I've bought, like, let me think, I have several autographed serial numbered rookies of Bradley Beal, and they weren't super expensive at least a year or a year and a half ago when I bought them. Um, so it surprised me when I saw that number. So maybe he's come up, or maybe it's something particular to the prism. That's something we would have to dig into more if we decided to invest in him. I, I think he's great. It's kind of a bet on, like, do we think the Wizards are going to do anything? Because I don't see his market moving substantially unless they make some noise. Yeah, you know, he's 28. You know, he's a great player, yes. But uh, I, I'm not, in like, betting on uh, them, you know, making a bunch of noise in the playoffs. I'm not willing to bet on that. Yeah, I think I'm probably more optimistic than you. But then again, that's probably the hater in me that I expect – uh, with the Russell Westbrook trade, I think the Wizards will probably be better this season. I actually really do think that. Like, they're a much better, well-rounded team with um, guys like KCP and Montrezl Harrell. Uh, no, I, I honestly... I, no, I, I know that you're being absolutely sincere. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of a hot take, I would be glad cause... to make a bet with you if you want to bet on their win percentage yeah, versus last Last time year. I bet with you, I... I, uh, I, well, I still owe you tacos or some, whatever we're going to buy. That's true. <laughs> Although, to be fair, I didn't. Anyway, our bet was on the Bucks and the Nets series, so I, I think I sort of lucked into that with all the Nets injuries. But Yeah, uh, that, that's... That but I still won, Camden. I still won. You still won. That's true. This is before we knew Harden was, was injured. Anyway, but yeah, I think, you know, the Wizards' top case is like a six seed or something, so I don't... You know, even if they do something, they're not likely to make it out of the first round. Um, the other option, though, is Bradley Beal could get frustrated with the team and get traded to a team like the Warriors or something, and that could change everything. 
He seems to be a very patient guy. He does. He does. But I, I mean, loyal guy. there is that, you know, 10% chance that I, I think could make a big impact. Yeah. So what about uh, Rui Hachimura? Um, he, I think he showed some growth last year. He averaged 14 points and five rebounds. His effective shooting was just, you know, 51% basically. So pretty mediocre to poor. His, um... 2019 Prism PSA 10 goes for 20 to 35 dollars. It's got a lot of athletic gifts. Um, there's been some, I don't know what to make of this, but he was away from the team for personal reasons recently. I think I heard, saw some article about him trying to get his mental health right, which, you know, I think mental health is a health issue just like anything else. So I don't have a problem with that. But I just wonder, like, is he ready to make a big step this year? Is this going to be another kind of growth year and maybe he makes a leap later I, I don't know yeah he, he's a somewhat confusing player to me yeah I, I don't see him as a player that I want us to invest in necessarily I, I'm not saying he doesn't have good potential but uh you know he's not really a player that I have on my radar if that makes sense okay I'm okay with that I think there's a chance he is a well apparently I'm optimistic on these guys because I'm saying there's a chance he's a good investment, but probably I'm not going to be pushing that for us to invest. Let's go on to another high lottery pick who uh, it's hard to say what to think of him. Denny Avdia last year was a, I feel like he was maybe the ninth pick in the draft. Um, his prism raw goes for about two bucks. He got hurt. His stats were, were frankly kind of awful. Um, he's supposed to be kind of a, what would you compare him to? Like a big distributor kind of player, like a, a creative, good passer, some offensive skill, kind of an all-around jack-of-all-trades. But last year he was a jack-of-being-bad-at-all-trades. So um, I don't know. I, I think there's probably a decent chance he's a good lottery pick, you know, buy a silver prism for 10 bucks and hope he has a few hot weeks and sell it for 20 bucks. But I, I don't foresee myself pushing that agenda. Oh yeah, I'm I'm with you there. He's he's not very old though. Last year was his age 20 season, so there's that. You know his uh, field goal percentage was pretty low, 40 41%, I guess almost 42. But you know, um, that's that's not from three. That's just his overall field goal percentage. But I think his threes um, were really bad, weren't they? Yeah, 31%. Oof, oof. Not as bad as Cam Reddish. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Westbrook would love 31%, but for most players, that's a problem. <laughs> Why don't we move on here? Okay. Thomas Bryant. I'm going to look up Westbrook's. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Bryant, I kind of like him. You want to talk about him? Yeah, I'll talk about Thomas Bryant here. This is a guy that's been on my radar fantasy-wise for a while. You know, he's a, he's got some good upside there. He gets you about a block a game. And uh, last year he scored 14 points a game. Decent rebounder, it's about six per game. You know, he's just a player that's uh, that's solid. You know, he's not really a world beater or anything like that. But uh, on the other hand, he gets you almost 67%. Uh, oh, that's the free throw percentage, never mind. I was about to get really excited about that. Although his field goal percentage is high, not quite that high, uh, about 65%. And he actually, I mean, you're skipping over an important part that he tore his ACL last year and basically missed the whole season. And he's going to miss some of this season, I think. But the last time he played in 2019, he almost shot 40% on threes, too. Um, 
I don't know. He's an interesting real life player. Uh, his 2017 Prism PSA 10 goes for 10 to 25 bucks, so he's super cheap. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think he's a really effective player who's probably in the Bogdanovich role of you know nothing's going to happen with his cards, but if the world were fair, his cards should be very pretty valuable. Different players, but but I see I see what you're saying. I'm just saying like that yeah. kind of overlooked but highly mm-hmm. effective player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Circling back, I gotta give Russell Westbrook in 2016. He did shoot above 31 percent on three pointers. So, how <laughs> um, what did he get? I'm curious. It was 34 percent that year. But 34. He, okay. Since That's... then, he's been hovering in the high 20s as he's <laughs> wont to do. <clears throat> All right. So, how about this next player, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie? His uh, he's from the 2014 class, so a rarer basketball card for sure his prism psa 10 goes for 35 to 45 dollars he's kind of in the exact same book as uh thomas bryant he tore his acl for the nets last year missed most of the season and then the uh, wizard signed him to a pretty decent sized contract actually he's kind of he reminds me a little bit of karis levert he's scores a lot of points gets some stats like seven assists and 21 points in 2019 but he's not very efficient like his effective field goal percentage is always below 50 um so i don't know uh i don't think i'm a huge fan i think he'll help the wizards i think they needed a point guard after the westbrook trade um so i think it was a smart signing but i don't think he's a great player i think he's a solid player you know, I think people get excited. I've heard some hype around him. Uh, he was good with Brooklyn before Brooklyn was the Brooklyn that we know from last year um, when they were still trying to attract, you know, those major free agents like KD. Of course, uh, KD actually was with them at that point two years ago. It's just that he wasn't playing. Right. He was, he was injured. But, yeah, almost 21 points at that point. So, yeah, he's a he's a good player. It's it's hard to to sneeze at twenty one points. Yeah, but um, it's just like it's not efficient though. Forty one percent field goal percentage, thirty percent three pointer. Like I don't. Some of it I think is a function of what that team was. They needed someone to take shots, but you don't really want him taking your shots at those kind of percentages. Hey, it's almost thirty one percent from three. <laughs> That's true. That's our new thing. This should be called the thirty one percent episode. <laughs> anyway, I, I think I'll be vetoing any Spencer Dinwiddie investments. All right, so. yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not going to fight you there. Okay, what about Daniel Gafford? Um, he, I know him fairly well. He was on the Bulls until he was traded midway through the season. Um, he was from the 2019 class. I think he was a second rounder, actually. Um, his Prism PSA 10 goes from, it's got a pretty big range, $15 to $50. He was kind of amazing for the Wizards after they had traded for him. Um, just needed to get away from my bulls, I guess. But in just 18 minutes, so get this, 18 minutes a game, he was averaging 10.6 rebounds and two blocks on 68% field goal percentage for the Wizards. Yeah, the two blocks and the 68% field goal percentage really stick out to me in that. That's Those are, those are very high, both of those stats. Um, you know, the 10 points... Seems like our hobby really likes people who score a lot. Uh, that's not him. Well, but that was in 18 minutes. What if he's playing 30 minutes a game? That would be, you know, like uh, 17 minutes, 17 points a game. Yeah, I mean, he's got some upside there for sure. I mean, if 
actually his if you look at his per 36 it was almost 21 points you know per 36 yeah, yeah i mean yeah you know, i've been hearing his name for years actually you know with it was popular with fantasy uh community especially dynasty kind of you know people who are interested in dynasty leagues yeah he was pretty bad on defense for the bulls but it seems like i don't know what they did because when the wizards got him because he was actually a decent defender too so he's kind of skinny so i could see him getting pushed around by the Embiid's of the world but against most of the nba now he can probably be okay um, yeah, it might have been, might not have been him. It might have been the Bulls. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> as a cynical Bulls fan, I'm not gonna disagree with that. Uh, right. What about the Coos? You know, I think he's a solid real life player whose prices are overhyped because he's been a Laker until now. So he's from the 2017 class. Twenty to sixty dollars for his Prism PSA 10. He's a good defender. He has had years when he's a good shooter um not last year so much but um uh, i don't i don't want to invest in him but i think he's a he's one of those players that makes this team deeper and better i think so he's one of the reasons i'm optimistic about the wizards but he's not a star no he was supposed to be the third piece of that lakers team kind of the third star and actually to be fair there was a couple years 2017 18 he 16 points a game 2018 19 18.7 points a game, almost 19. Um, but then he kind of dropped off the last couple of years. He's a good player, but, uh, you know, he's not – don't see him as an all-star or anything like that ever. Agreed. Yeah. And then along those lines, they've got lots of players like that. KCP, Montrose Harrell, Aaron Holiday. I've always been intrigued by Aaron Holiday, but I don't think in terms of the hobby we need to talk about them. They do have one rookie, uh, the 15th pick in the draft, Corey Kispert. I think he played for Gonzaga was a big time shooter. Um I don't Rui went to went there too. I wonder if they ever overlapped. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think Rui just played one year there, so I wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Although I don't know, either. maybe Kispert played there longer. I don't I don't know enough about college basketball. Um yeah. he seems like a player that you know, makes sense to have on a team like this, but probably doesn't make sense for us to worry about with his overpriced rookie cards. I, I think he's got kind of a big Instagram following and stuff, so it seems like he might be fairly popular. Looking at the hype there might be kind of an interesting aspect to it. And he's a shooter, too. A cop, hobby kind of likes that. Yeah, so. I could see it, but I, I don't, I'm not super excited. Um, speaking well, of... I'm intrigued. Oh, I'm intrigued, okay. actually. Well, but we'll put we'll, him on your, maybe on the Camden list that we'll discuss yeah. later. Um, speaking of Instagram, we're considering starting an Instagram page where we put our cards that we invest in and our uh, steals, so of, the steals of the week from Camden. So you guys can see these great cards so can, that Nathaniel's turning down every week just that we could be investing in. Make sure you have a good case for your phone. I don't want it to crack. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let us know. You can email us at nasshack. Man, our podcast is hard to say. Index at gmail.com and let us know if you would be interested in that or if we would just be wasting our time but it's something we're considering for sure yeah all right well i think that that's uh, that's about the extent of what we were going to talk about today we've got another episode this week though yeah i think so this doesn't become the moby dick of podcasts we should save the because the rest of these teams in the southeast division are interesting the hornets with lamello and the magic have a million players that could be great, could be awful. Um, so we'll have to circle back to them, I think. 
All right. Well, sounds good. Have a great week, everybody, and check out our, our next podcast as well so we can finish out this Southeast Division. All right. It was fun talking to you, Cameron. All right. You too. See you, Nathaniel. All right. Bye. Thank you.